This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome to today's mini-episode on The Competing Child. My name is Daniel Lim. And I'm Christina M. Today we continue our series on spotting our children's strengths. Now this is in conjunction with our previous episode about strengths-based parenting. This is on episode 104. So you can just go back to that episode if you haven't listened to it yet, because that really sets the foundation for all that we're talking about. So you can go to inbetween.org slash episode 104. On our previous mini episodes, we've already discussed the achieving and caring themes that your child may have. You can go to inbetween.org slash mini 16 to grab the links for all the resources mentioned in this episode, as well as the links for the strengths mini episodes that you may have missed. So today we are going to be discussing the competing theme. Now, once again, if your child is between the ages of 10 to 15, we want to encourage you to head on over to our site to find the link to take the Gallup Strengths Explorer Assessment. When you do that, that assessment from Gallup will actually give you your your child's top three out of the 10 themes that we are covering through these mini episodes. But if your child is younger than that, this is where these episodes are going to help. Obviously, the assessment is first and foremost, but if your child is younger, it's hard to have them take that assessment. Uh, And because developmentally they're still growing, it's going to be a difficult one to complete. So what we are equipping you with right now is the ability to spot possible strengths that your child has. So today, uh, let's talk about the competing theme. If your child has this theme, they're most likely going to have the following things. Every day is a competition. They compete. They may see many things in life as a game and feel great joy and enthusiasm when they win. And they truly hate to lose because they're always striving for first place. And that's partly why we don't play Monopoly. (laughs) Yeah, we all end up crying. Mm -hmm. Winning first place is their goal in any contest that they feel is worth their time. I'm going to say it again and underline it that they feel is worth their time. If there's no one to compete against, they can actually compete against themselves to do more or accomplish a goal faster or better. They can be competing against someone else, even if that other person has no idea that they're being competed against. And because they hate to lose, they might even get angry, upset or cry. It does not matter if others think the contest is important. If your competing child is involved, they want to be number one. So as you listen to this list and you're like, yep, that's my child, (laughs) Uh, then yeah, your child might actually have the competing theme. Here are a few other emerging signs, though, just to, I guess, be sure that your child possibly has this. So competing children pay attention to what others are doing, especially if they perceive this person to be a winner. And then these children try to imitate them and ultimately may outdo them. Mm -hmm. They might even compete with siblings or others for your attention. So, for example, when we say to one of our children, hey, you didn't make your bed, the competing child, without being asked, will often say, hey, did you see how I made my bed? It looks so great, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, it does. We weren't talking to you, but yes, yes, congratulations. (laughs) So they'll race other children to be first to any activity or destination, maybe... (laughs) 
It's happened oh so gosh. often yes, in our house, our, right? Yeah. Yep. First to the bathroom to wash their hands. First to the freezer <laughs> to make sure they pick their favorite popsicle flavor. All yeah. of it. All yes. of it. Yep. And winning is wonderful, but losing is not an option. Hence why we don't play Monopoly in our house anymore. <laughs> This was banned yes. from our marriage, and now oh, it is banned from our family. Yes, yeah. Too many tears <laughs> Too many. over boardwalk. For those who won and lost, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So an important note to make about the competing theme. Because your child thrives on winning, they are usually competing, even if others aren't aware that they're involved in this contest. Often they will create ways to compete with others. As parents, this is a wonderful opportunity to foster this competitive theme within your child without actually having to create a competition. So for example, you can give your competing child ideas of how to compete with themselves. Can your child clean up their room before the timer runs out? They did five push-ups last time. Perhaps they can do seven this time. So all that we're talking about is really an approach to parenting called strengths-based parenting that we talked about on episode 104. So if you're spotting this theme in your child, uh, here are a few things that you could do this week. Uh, First and foremost, document what your children's accomplishments are. So for example, you can display ribbons, uh, their, their medals, trophies that they've won, things like that to display their accomplishments. I just wanted to share a quick story of what happens when you have a competing child and yet you don't do this. A friend shared with me the deep hurt that she had where she was really good at things. She would win medals and trophies at different events and her parents would actually hide them because they didn't want her to become proud. And so she looked inward and thought that there was something vastly wrong with her Mm. about winning. Wow, that's devastating. Imagine what could have happened if uh, the parents didn't do that. Yeah, and they and focused on her competitive theme instead. That's true. That's true. Another thing that you can do is to ask your child what their next goal is going to be. So, for example, this summer, our children made a summer bucket list. Yes, one of our competing children, they made a bucket list about things that they wanted to learn and accomplish. So this child has it by her nightstand and eagerly awaits to check each item off. (laughs) Yeah, another thing that you can do is if your competing child competes, determine when and how to celebrate their wins. So this brings about a good opportunity to discuss what is a win? Is it always coming in first place or is it doing better than they did last time? This is an important life lesson to to help process with your children that, that, that may actually be more important for the competing child than others. And the last action item you can do is is realize that recognition will motivate your child to reach higher and higher levels. As they develop this talent, you will have many opportunities and chances to help them refine it. Sometimes you may need to persuade them to consider their responses to others, and that would be a wonderful opportunity to grow in their empathy. This episode is brought to you in part by the Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries podcast. Do you want to grow in your influence? Bow's episodes feature tips for leaders of any kind, from mentoring one woman to leading a ministry. Browse Bow's podcast at beyondordinarywomen.org.